Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando, Monday, October the 2nd, uh, 8.40 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with me. Uh, Paola and John. Uh, John is uh, should be here shortly. Paola is uh, out. Uh, we want to you know, tell her hopefully she's doing well. Hopefully everything is great. Uh, I know that she had a, a previous commitment she had to take care of. But there's a lot to talk about, guys. Uh, we are bringing back what the Facebook today, too, as well. Because what I've read online is just, we're going to digest it. Uh, as as Orlando City fans and people that love this club, I think we should feel very happy uh, the way the team's playing right now. Uh, uh, a really strong win against uh, Montreal Impact. And before we start, I, I do want to show you guys real quick. Um, you know, as you guys can see, um, this is my office, right? Uh, my office slash studio. And I want to show you guys my trash can right here. Right? This is my trash can right here. So, um, yes, my trash can is a Montreal trash can. That's right. And we were able to definitely make homage to my trash can um, in the last game. We definitely, the first half, um, we wasted a lot of chances. Uh, John is right here just now. He just joined. Uh, in the first half, uh, we wasted a lot of chances. I think Orlando wasted a lot of chances, tons of chances. It could have been up 3-0, 4-0, right? And then in the second half, it clicked. Everything clicked. And then I think... Uh, the cherry on the cake was Dagger Dan sco uh, scored. I uh, thought of, uh, about John when Dagger Dan scored, right? A phenomenal game for Dagger Dan. Great game by Wilder Cartagena. Uh, I mean, the double pivot. I mean, I think Oscar knew we need the double pivot moving forward. And uh, we need to see the second half of Orlando City in the playoffs. We cannot see the first half of Orlando City in the playoffs. The first half of Orlando City in the playoffs was a team that created a lot of chances, but did not put it behind the net. It was just like outrageous the chances they missed. One v one with the um, with the goalie, and and it was just crazy. So we're gonna digest all that. Also, uh, Orlando City B unfortunately did not went through the next round. Hopefully, this doesn't happen to Orlando City. Right, I, 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 I think the fandom will not be uh, very happy, but uh, again, Orlando second, second in the East, strong. Uh, Nashville and New England are powerful teams. They're on the up and up, uh, even though they're on the lower end uh, on the standings, but they're on the up and up. They have important players, so they have definitely uh, done a great game on us in the past. So we have to be very careful and very respectful. Uh, to those teams. So, uh, how are you, John? How, how do you live that uh, that win against uh, Montreal Club of Foot? <laughs> Club of Foot. Can you hear everybody? Sorry, I had to rush in. Yeah, yeah. So I have an attempt to no, check it's my good. mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're perfect. You're perfect. Club um, of Foot. Good. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking. You know what I was thinking about was the fact that they knocked us out of the playoffs last year. Yeah. You know, and then look at that game. So I think if you're saying. A year, almost not a full year, but almost a year on, they've gone down and we've gone up, right? We were both sort of that, you know, maybe make the playoff type team last year. They were, I think they finished like fourth or fifth last year. So 
um, it just shows you in MLS how your stock could change, you know? And I think that I was never really worried about this game, Luis. It kind of felt to me a little bit like business as usual, you know? And a lot, I know we didn't have, like you said, we were struggling against New York and then Miami, we weren't taking our chances. In that first half, it was sort of um, a bit worrying where we were leaving, you know, a lot of chances to go missing. Uh, I, I we're doing the same thing uh, again, like you said, but I kind of didn't get that feeling of like, oh, we might not win this game. I always kind of felt assured that we had enough quality. We're going to generate enough chances to go ahead and beat Montreal. And like, really, they at the end of the day, at least they weren't like I didn't. Uh, can you remember, you know, they had maybe one or two kind of threatening plays, uh, but. All in all, I think we were comfortable by the end of the game, right? We have 57% possession, you know, we we out we outshot them, we, you know, we did everything better than them in the stats. Uh, and I think that showed on the field. We were just out and out the better team. And I didn't really feel like Montreal were ever gonna tie it up or win it, right? Which um, which I think is a good feeling to have. And that's what we expect against a team like Montreal at the moment. You know, like I expect the same thing against Toronto where we play that. I think the the question is when we play Nashville and New England, are we going to see this Orlando City or are we going to see, like you said, an Orlando City that, you know, isn't taking their chances, in which case you're not going to be able to progress very far in playoffs, et cetera. No, I agree with you. I mean, um, you know, I I want to. I think what the fans and what myself personally would like to see is the second version of Orlando City. You know, a team that is creating attacking plays and finishing them. Um, you know, having a Facundo Torres playing on a DP level. I mean, you're talking about four shots uh, total the whole game, two shots on target. Uh, having a Cesar Araujo creating attacking plays, they had like two or three created um, created three or, or, or three chances for for Orlando City. Um, Fifty nine completed passes by uh, Wilder Cartagena. So you're talking about that double pivot playing in that level of of sync, right? And making Orlando attack and defend. Um, that is fantastic, Wilder actually was and cesar tied on completed passes in the final third 16 passes each so they were not only just defending they were generating so we we were taking advantage of the double pivot so i asked oscar when i was in the pre, uh, post press conference i asked oscar um, you know el profe i asked him a question i was like you know against miami you took out cesar right and then you put um Ojeda you know and and so what why 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 you kept the double pivot today right you know because you know and he he realized it's like you know the team needs to be balanced and I think I think he he pretty much said I know I made a risky move against Miami but I wanted to like win the game right so I wanted to put an extra striker in but in this game I, I but then I realized you know, he implied that he, he realized that Orlando needs the double pivot uh, moving forward. You know, I think uh, they've had more success in um, creating attacking plays and sustaining and defending well for the back line, not to be this, you know, 
cr crazy. There, there are times that, you know, our back line, you know, when there's only one pivot there and there's not a double pivot, they, they, they started like, you know, flim, become kind of flimsy. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what it didn't happen. And then also Rafael Santos with the crosses, four crosses, you know, an amazing game by, by the mid of Orlando and, and the, and the winbacks. Um, great atmosphere. Uh, everyone came in, was supporting. Um, you know, honestly, Dagger Dan to me was one of the best players in the game. I mean, uh, what a game for you know for 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 the for Dagger Dan. And then the cherry on the cake was his goal. You know, uh, did you had a, like a fanboy moment there, uh, John? You're muted. You're muted. It's funny because I'm in the wall. It's so far away from me when he scores that goal that, like, I was sort of just like, how did it go in? It's very hard to tell when you're on that end, those kind of goals where it comes, you know, it was like one, it was Faku laid the ball through and then the, the ball came across. And I, I don't know whether Duncan touched it or not. I mean, they gave the Duncan the assist, but to me, it looked like Duncan did the, you know, striker fake shot. Like, oh, I'm just going to act like I'm going to go for it, but really dagger called. So I'm just going to leave it kind of thing. I don't know if, if you could see anything different there, whether Duncan did a cheeky back heel. I don't know, but um, dagger was at that back post and all through the first half, Luis, he wasn't, there was nobody at that back post. So you were talking about the Rafa Santos crosses coming in. They were going in and there was nobody there to finish them. You know, Angulo would come in close to the goal and they would just be left out there. So the second half, I don't know if it was Oscar or Dagger or somebody figured out to get on that back post. And that's exactly where he was. And, you know, it was an easy finish for him. But the whole game he was creating from that right back role. You know, I think that's the thing. He, for me because he's the mentality of a D mid or an attacking mid, like he's a box to box midfielder. So he's able to go into the middle of the park from right back and play like a midfielder, or he's able to go up the wing and play like a right winger. Like he has that versatility and Oscar is allowing him to, to, to play that role. Um, I would sort of liken him to maybe like a, what perhaps Trent Alexander does at, um, at Liverpool playing like a sort of, right back playmaker type role uh, a little bit of an inverted full like a wing back full back situation but really it's more about giving dagger the creative license there and oscar trusts him to be able to carry the ball forward and the fact that the opposition is so worried about our forwards and they're often Luis, they don't have enough guys to mark the fullbacks like that or close the fullbacks down and so you kind of have to leave somebody and dagger is proving if you leave him unmarked, he'll, he'll be dangerous and he'll create and he'll get on that overlap and, uh, and cause problems. And like you said, he was the top rated, you know, midfielder this week on, on foot mob. I know ratings aren't everything, but I think it was, it was clear to see that perhaps he was our best defender out there. Like Faku stole the show for sure. But uh, dagger Dan, I think was a close second in this game. Oh, and, and and talk about uh, a guy who, like you said, you know, came in. Uh, hey, 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 boss, put me where you know, where you can. Uh, I'm gonna give my 120. percent And what like I love when we about brought him in, know, Luis. I never would have predicted that he would be our right back. Right, that's something. That same, we same see. here. Yeah, same here. And uh, he pretty much said, 
um, hey, let me take this chance and let me run with it and let me excel at it. Like he had the drive to make it work and he never gave back that position to Kyle Smith. I mean, I, I, you know what I mean? He, he never gave it back. He just took it. But know? I think Oscar shows that. Like if you're a guy who works hard for him and does, you know, what he wants from you and is reliable and it's the same thing with Angula, right? Like Oscar, once he trusts you to do a job and he thinks that you're able to do what he asks of you, proficiently and well then he he continues to put you in the lineup and i think that's what's happened with dagger down like you said he took that that opportunity mainly because he was just happy to do whatever right it wasn't a case of um you know i don't want to play right back or i'm not interested in this he said yeah i'll do whatever the team needs me to do and and now the team needs him to carry on playing right back you know even when mikey's come back right i don't think anybody is gonna argue and say that he should be dropped. I think he's, uh, like you said, nailed on that position, stolen it from from Kyle in a lot of ways and, and managed to keep Mikey out when he's come back from injury. So um, kudos to him to, to claiming that position and making it his own. Yeah, I mean, and and, the, and I'm going to say, and, and again, I said it in other, in other episodes as well, when Orlando plays both their, their wings, like I'm talking about the the right back or left back position and their right wing or left wing strikers having a great game. 99.9% of the time, Orlando gets a W and it's been a constant. Now, this is a good thing. This is also a double-edged sword because then other teams can notice that just by watching tape and realize, oh, so that's that's how they do it. All right, so let me put these players in position so to make it difficult for them. Um, in, in that scenario, I believe that Orlando in front of them had inferior competition. Um, you know, Alvarez and Chonier had a horrible game. Uh, what was this guy? Had um, Piet? Piet? Piet was horrible. I mean, he turned over the ball so much. I mean, it was Mr. just the... Mr. Tuck in your shirt. Exactly. He, bro, you're you're a size large, my friend. Just, just, just do it. Why do you have to wear a small? I feel Bro. like this team, Luis, is full of guys. So I'm just like, you're still here, like you know, Schwanier and um, <laughs> and, and uh, Alvarez and yeah. Petit. And I'm just like, it seems to me like uh, Montreal don't, you know, even though they haven't had success with a lot of these guys, they've just stuck with them. Like Ramon Kyoto, you know, um, Bryce Duke looked like their best player. Yeah. And they seem to and, and Brad Gilliard from a trade from Miami that everybody questions. Yeah, Brad Gilliard had a, a great um, first half neutralizing Ivan Angulo. Um, he pretty much won every every one v one against Angulo. But you know, then you had you know what's his name, George Campbell. He 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 couldn't catch Angulo at that point either, or or Rafa Santos. Like Rafa was owning owning the, the their wing, so I, I feel like Montreal was a little bit of inferior competition, and that's why it was so surprising that in the first half, so many missed opportunities. It, that that thing, I mean, and, and I wrote it on on Twitter. I mean, look, if you want to go through the next round of playoffs, you cannot miss those types of opportunities. Especially if, let's say we get like a, a Nashville or a Columbus. Uh, on the first round, like these are teams that are going to, you know, we saw against Columbus what they could do. So, 
you know, we, we can be, you know, four clear chances in the first half completely missed. And then there was one goal that didn't count because an offside, right? So, you know, the build-up play is great, but you have to finish it off, right? Uh, if, if you don't do that, then we're not going to, you know, win the game because then they can punish us. We lose momentum. And then here's when the, the balloon starts deflating, right? So we're going to read some comments real quick here. Victor Sanchez City, you are my best friend. And I will follow and there you go. Let, let's go. We bleed purple. There you go. Sebastian Upa, thank you so much. Victor Sanchez, John is happy. His boy scored a goal. There you go. JCB's 95. Buenas noches, everyone. Let's go, Orlando. How are you, my friend? Thank you so much for watching. So, um, you know, then uh, let's talk about the El Cuervo, right? Facundo Torres. I mean, talking about. And the beginning of the year, we were like, you know, he's not looking like his former self. What's going on? He just got a baby. But the man is happy and he's demonstrating, you know, big time. He's worth every penny Orlando has put into, into Facundo Torres. I mean, every single penny. And uh, he makes he made everything in the offense click and work. It was unreal, the level of play he's... He's had the highest score the whole year uh, for Sofa score, 8.2. Um, you know, one thing I would have to say that it's just constructive criticism, even though for me, like, like who the hell I am, right? But the extra pass, dude. Like, everyone, three, like, in the attacking third, the extra pass, dude. I'm like, Oh, he, here's a beautiful play with Facundo Torres, and then he 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 he's like, oh, I'm not gonna cross it, I'm not gonna shoot, I'm just gonna pass it back, and then I'm like, oh man, and then they're passing it back and passing it back, you know that that could create if you have a more dynamic or a more physical um, team in front of you, they're gonna recoup the ball right away. I mean, we, that extra pass can definitely mess us up. What are your thoughts on, on Facundo's uh, performance, uh, John? I mean, I think Facu is just – when we play well, it's because Facu's playing well. And whenever we were winning, if you look at the last, you know, all of our wins, you take out the, the Miami and New York game, every other game has been a win in the last, like, eight or nine, and Facu has scored in every game. The guy – he just seems that when we're clicking, it's all about him. It revolves around him. He is the Kaka slash Nani of this era. That is undeniable. He is the guy that we revolve around. And so we need him to be on form. And, and this was another game where he just, he ran through Montreal. Like they didn't know what to do about him. They couldn't stop him. And um, Angulo gets so many chances because everybody's watching Faku, right? And like Mauricio and Duncan, and I think he's marked out of the game, but then yet he still manages to find a way to influence the game. And I think that shows the quality of what he's bringing to the field. His third, um, his goal that was the Angulo pass was a perfect example of what we should have been doing in the first half, right? Like how many times in the first half did Angulo get through, you know, and either miss or it doesn't look up and doesn't make the pass. Um, and we just need to be simple, like just, Faku's going to get there or Duncan's going to get there. You know, once we get through, look for that easy pass or, you know, 
go go yourself and take the shot but we just need to be more clinical and Baku is that guy like he he gets up in those positions and he always tests the keeper or he makes the right decision um so as long as he's clicking and he carries on this form Luis I think that that's what we need going into playoffs if he suddenly drops off um or isn't able to do what he you know create and be that guy for us in a game then I'm worried about who's going to step up and do it because I think right now Faku is is that guy for us and we don't have anyone else who can do what he does yeah I, I agree I mean he's um you know his his great performance is showing he's been back to back in the team of the week uh, this this um in this last one he was he was also on, on the on the team of the week right now as, and that shows uh, you because MLS would never select yeah. him as the guy well, the player of the week right he wouldn't he wouldn't be winning that yeah, very he often has, and he's winning both now I mean he has he has no I mean MLS has to put Orlando City players there now so they have no you know what I mean they kind of and also I mean, they should be talking about him in the MVP conversation for sure I agree. And also look at, look at, yeah, and I'm going to say this St. Louis, man, and my hat's off for St. Louis. I mean, the scouting, the, the people, the atmosphere in their, in their stadium. I, I will say horrible Jersey though. I'm, I'm telling you that salmon color, my friend, that is a horrible color, but then again, whatever, you know, they're winning, you know, they love that stuff. Cool. Uh, I can't believe Douglas Costa made team of the week. I mean, LA is so bad that Douglas Costa is relevant. Um, Aviles, you know, he fouled the crap out of us on that game against Inter. He's part of the team of the week. And Andre Blake, some love for, for Pedro Galese. No love for Pedro? It's unbelievable, you know? I just feel like there's like a goalkeeper conspiracy what happens if Pedro doesn't win uh goalkeeper of the year this year um I don't know I think they'll give it to Drake calendar oh come on calendar yeah, I think they will that's where I rinse my in my yeah, broccoli. I mean, they, they're just it, it seems to me that sort of thing right I think Petrovic was up there as the guy who was going to win it if he hadn't gone and hadn't left like he was clear favorite there are, you know, Andre Blake has been out for most of the season, so usually he would be up there as a top contender. Um, guys who haven't had as good a seasons that have been there in the past, right? So Pedro, I think, it would, would be a candidate to say he's in the top two or three this year. Give Arguably, like, I think he should – I don't know if he necessarily should win it, but I think he should definitely be considered for goalkeeper of the year. And if he isn't, then it's another, another example of MLS just – Deciding they, they didn't want to include him. Like Faku, like I don't think necessarily Faku will win MVP. I think, you know, like Costa should probably win MVP, um, arguably, but at least Faku should be talked about in that conversation. The guy is up there with as many goals and as assists as anybody else leading their, their squad. So um, I think sometimes it's not necessarily that I think our players should win because arguably they're not the best, maybe, but. I think we should at least be considered. And sometimes we're not even considered when, when we should be. When's the white caps been relevant? Unbelievable. I mean, I mean you know, great grip for Ryan Gold, you know what I mean? 
But I mean, it's good to see, you know, St. Louis. Well, if you score a wonder goal or if you're a set, if you're a defender who scores a goal, you're making it in team of the week, regardless. Like you might have put it in with your butt, but you're still making it in team of the week. (laughs) So another thing I will say that it's perfect for Orlando City, outside of Facutor, outside of Dagerdan. The thing that we t- that we take out of this game is that when Orlando capitalizes early, it gives the rest of the team a breather, and we're able to withstand the result. You understand what I'm saying? Orlando scored those two goals in the second minute, sixty. Oscar already made the subs, and then and then they those subs came in, re-energized ready to continue with fresh legs the pressing and the and you know and that's why Montreal didn't didn't score at all and and, and it was and, and it was a shutout you know what I mean if if we you know obviously those players who started the game if we would have maintained them at some point in the game they would have kind of lose a little bit of a grip that's why it's very important to capitalize early Early in the game, they give us time to maybe uh, at some point. Me and Alonso were sitting down there in the press box. We we're like, "Hey, they should put Thomas Williams in. We're, we're, we're not going to lose this game, you know. They should put in, you know, they should put in uh, Felipe. You know, it was his birthday that day, apparently, you know, and you know he he didn't get to play the game, but uh, you know, either way, you know, they could have put him in, and and you know, but they put Junior Urso. And he kind of looked all right. I mean, I, I don't know. He's not the same junior. I don't know if you noticed that, uh, John. Like he gave away the ball as soon as he came in. He turned it over like three times. I think. I think it's you know. I think he had a role in the old system for Oscar that was he knew what he was doing and it was clear. I don't think he's able to replace Wilder and Cesar in that same way right that we do now so he's he's gonna come in like felipe does and put a shift in but if we have to start one of them i think that drastically changes like the double pivot is not the same if you replace one of those guys it just isn't so i think junior also is you know he he knows that he's coming on to just do a job in terms of like like in a three nil scenario, he's not coming on to try and create. He's just coming on to run the clock out and tear guys down. Like, so I'm not going to judge people, you know, like I, I wasn't particularly, I didn't think, I think they could have come on the subs and got another goal. Right. But we kind of came on and saw the game out, which could, is that Oscar or is that the fact that the subs just weren't able to impact the game? Right. Did he come tell them to come on and, you know, play it someone safe, retain possession, you know, let's just see this out. I don't need another three goals, right? Uh, it depends what his instructions were, but I, I think Ramiro and Ojeda, they had okay games, but they didn't, you know, they weren't able to really take the sword, you know, with fresh legs. I would hope maybe they would got a goal themselves or we, we'd gone on to get four or five. I think if I'm going to be really nitpicky about this game, I would say that we left goals on the table. Right. So we could have scored five or six. Um, and it kind of seemed to be after the subs were made that I don't know, it, it, we, we were not as aggressive or we just weren't as creating as many chances. And we were quite happy just to kind of see it out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we we we've created. Um, you know, I think he he's a great sub coming in, somebody that could score. Um, he's still getting used to being back with the old gang, in my opinion. Um, and really, I mean, that game was. I mean, Orlando had the W right there, and so they felt he probably didn't play with as much, uh, you know. Uh, like, will, it's different if you come on and we're chasing the game than if you come on and we're just seeing out the game. Yeah. So, 2023 Supporters Shield winner is FC Cincinnati, home of Skyline Chile. Um, you know, and uh, they're going to be playing the CONCACAF Champions League. Um First trophy in history of their club, the Sporter Shield, I think is well deserved. Things a, a great team uh, with great players, a great organization overall, and great fans, uh, very respectful people. So, uh, you know, good to see them win. Now, here he comes with us. And we're going to check the standings real quick here and, and keep dropping your comments because we're going to be reading them in just a moment. Um, MLS standing. So, are the supporter shield winners and then here we are second with 54 points and how important are the next two games for orlando which are against nashville and then obviously um wait, what's his name um new england i think the new england game it's gonna be a, a big game both bo both next games now people are 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 saying you know Hey, you know, uh, you know, Montreal is really not a a good team to measure yourself on, and blah blah blah. But Montreal have complicated us in the past. Montreal beat us, also. So people started a movement because Orlando lost against Montreal. You know, the Papi out movement. So you know, and now we beat them three nil, and this this that, those same people. I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to be off the puppy bus after New England and uh, after we, we got clobbered by New England and Nashville. Pretty much is what they're saying. Well, I, I feel I feel confident we can definitely compete again against, against those two teams. You know, and I think to me, the New England game is a little bit of a higher importance. I mean, both are important, but I feel like the New England game is definitely going to lock us in in the second spot. And then... Eventually, if the playoff would, if playoffs will start today, Orlando City will face Nashville in the playoffs. I don't know what your thoughts about that are, John. So, um, I, I think some people are quick to um, sort of, we have a couple bad games and then they go back into a negative mindset. You want, you want, you want to put them on? You want to put the picture? But I think, uh, oh, he's about. The guy, the link I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go on that really. Yeah, quick. Look at that. I'm sorry. Uh... Oh, this guy. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I mean, think some, another guy I think too. He, I think he might be trying to troll us. I think this is the guy trying to get clickbait. I don't know. I think it's a it's a it's a very. I think last year I would have been like, yeah, it's not super exciting watching the Pappy special one nils. But this year, I think that's a very hard argument to make that it's boring. I don't think it's boring. I think the second half of the season, the home games have been amazing. And it's been great to watch us score 
like three or more most home games, right? Like when we're winning, we're winning with, with several goals that in years past didn't necessarily happen. Yeah, you get results like the 1-0 against Cincinnati, but they they literally won the supporter shield. Yeah, so the one how can you be upset with the 1-0 away there, right? Like the 4-3, right. the 4 3 win over Columbus. It is impossible to pull that boring. So I think I think this man here is, is trying to wind people up, or he's got a very strong opinion, which everybody's entitled to opinions. You know, that's not I'm not gonna sit here and say who's right and who's wrong. I just think um from my perspective, I believe that Oscar has changed to being a more attacking coach. And I think that's that's what we can see this year. I think it's evident. I think everybody knows that we're not just trying to be a one-nil win, see it out defensively strong team. We're trying to go out there and score three or four goals every game. And, and often we do. So um, it's great to see. But, there, you know, a couple games and some people start to think like the New England, sorry, the New York and the Miami game. And, and there was people were worried. Um and I think there are also people worried about how we're going to do against Nashville and, you know, New England saying that that's, that's the real test, right. Of where we're at now. Um, I would say, you know, we could be anybody on our day, this team, right. It just depends. Are we going to perform really well or are we going to come out and, you know, have a game where we don't do anything and aren't, aren't there. There's always a chance of that happening, but you just got to remain positive. You've got to yeah, I mean, people... believe in the boys and believe in the project that they're doing. Um, and that's why I say about the Montreal game was I wasn't, I, I knew we were going to bounce back against Montreal. It was like, this is the game to bounce back. And now, you know, if we're going to win MLS cup, which people want, obviously, then we got to go ahead and teams like Nashville and New England and beat them. So, yes, it's a test, but I'm not yeah. afraid of that. And I don't think we're going to struggle. I think it's going to be, you know, maybe tighter games, but games we can definitely win if we play the way we should. You know, I know that the team is not perfect. Uh, I mean, nothing in the world is perfect. And uh, even Real Madrid and Barcelona have terrible games and, you know, they have poop games. It's okay. Uh, but also, you know, and I know we play against a team that is definitely on the lower ends of the standings and they're pretty much defeated already mentally. Uh, you know, they're just playing to, okay, there's another game. We're probably going to lose again, you know. Um, they're already with that defeatist mi mindset, Montreal. But, you know, like you said, we need to... If we're, if we're going to make a push, we have to definitely dominate or at least play smart against teams that, in my opinion, have players in key positions that are probably a little better than us, right? And these are, for example, on the le left back, and right back, New England is really good. DeJuan Jones, he's probably going to be in the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Nashville has Hani Mukhtar. I mean, and Diego Rossi. Uh, no, no, Diego Rossi, no, but Hani Mukhtar, Walker Zimmerman. Well, Mukhtar's gone. Oh, yeah, Mukhtar's gone. That's right. Yeah. So then, you know, oh, sorry, no, he is still there. Sorry, I got confused. I thought he left. I think he's agreed to go because he played last game. Yeah. I got confused. I believe he thought he'd gone, but he didn't go. But um, Pico as well, Muel, you know, Dax Picardi, et cetera. Walter yeah, Zimmer. but I mean, I mean, the team just won their 15th game. 
right? And then yeah, there's... I mean they're not. They beat you know Sporting KC, but they're not incredible, right? You know, but I mean uh, what I'm what I'm saying is Orlando. Orlando went, won their fifteenth game, oh, and, and they're, yeah. yeah, and they're in the second place, right? I mean they're second place in the standings. Like you know who. Are we really going to be uh, just throwing in the towel like that? You know, it doesn't make us good, um, you know, to, you know, most wins in, uh, in in history, in team history, you know, this this squad by Oscar Pereja right now. So I just think we just need that extra push. And I think we're, we're I think we're on the verge of, of seeing something interesting. So what's going to happen if Orlando wins the next two, <laughs> the next two games? You know, is, is that going to make it for everybody just to be like, or, 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 or we're going to be knocked out of the playoffs and then we're like, oh, I knew it. I called it in the beginning of the season. Oh, you know, chaos. Come on, man. You know, I, mean, I don't, I, I'm personally never going to judge a manager, Oscar, Neither. whoever it is, based on losing one game in the playoffs. <laughs> Personally, I just think that's a very harsh way. I look at the whole season. How are we doing? Yes, playoffs are important. Yes, MLS Cup. Obviously, we want to win that. But at the end of the day, if we come second, that's our best ever finish as an MLS team. It's unarguably the best season we've ever had as an MLS team. Exactly. So for me, that's enough to keep Oscar. And that's, I think, you know, like MLS pundits, and we've talked about, and lots of people talked about, you know, we should have we should be renewing Oscar's contract. So I think people who would argue, you know, say in a scenario where we do get knocked out in the first round of playoffs and say it's horrible, knock on wood doesn't happen, right? But it could happen. I, I'm not going to then say Oscar doesn't deserve a contract. I think that's too harsh. Yeah. I think it's a cup tournament. You can have one bad game or, right, you can – you can slip up. It happens. Um, and also, I, it, I understand that some people only accept winning as the only thing. I understand that's your parameters. It's all about where you set the acceptable. And it's the same for the owners, right? That's the real question. What do the owners see? Are they going to be upset if we go out in the first round of playoffs? I don't think so. I think they're looking at it from a whole perspective, growth year on year. And that's arguably Oscar has done that. You know, and honestly, like, I, I'm also, you know, like, people people saying that they're insiders and then they know this inside scoop. You don't know the inside scoop. If I don't know the inside scoop, they don't know the inside scoop. I'm telling you. If, if I don't know the inside scoop, they don't know the inside scoop. I don't think the club wants anybody to have it. Exactly, because the club doesn't want no one to have the inside scoop. Don't tell anybody. That's why I we're mean, all standing here I mean, with our arms in the air wondering what's happening with all of our contracts for our GM uh, and our head coach. I'll be, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. No one knows the inside scoop. If anything, I'm going to say this. I don't care. This is just fine. They'll go and they say, okay, from all the MLS pundits, who has the most retweets? Who has the most likes? Oh, okay. We got Bulger. We got uh, you know, whatever guy. Hello, Tom Bulger. Yes. Yeah. Hi. I, I got a nugget for you, my bro. There's a reason. No, they're no. They're Tommy no one, is Tommy Skeets, right? No one in Orlando City, in in Orlando, any of my colleagues has any nuggets. 
it's going to be guys like here we go you know that that's yeah, the people that right. get these Fabrizio inside Romanos, because, exactly. because they spend i don't it's know not, how they do it's it, not going to be connections it's it's not going to be a fan no and i'm not being as no one from the front office is going to go call a fan hey let me tell you what happened my friend let me tell you the inside scoop no no one's going to do that in the right mind all right, so people that are making these allegations that they know more than the people that are busting their ass working right at the press box, it's, it's outrageous. And that also is really dishonest. And, 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 and it's, not, it's not true. Don't believe in those people. Trust me. I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's bad. And we're, look, there's three games left. And there's one that's to me is the most important because it's a direct rival for us, New England. We we draw against Nashville, let's say, and then we go and we beat New England at home. Isn't this the best home record since Oscar was here? Probably, right? Would you say? Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm not a stats guy. I'd have to go right, back but, and, well, but and analyze all that. But I think the most wins at home, probably. I mean, probably. you're talking about. And I isn't mean, this that... second half of the season, Luis, I think is some of the best been... soccer I've seen exactly. at Exploria Stadium under Orlando City. Like, it's not. I don't think we've ever like it's a fortress again, like it exactly. was in the USL era, and it was for early parts of our MLS when we had all that support. Um, I think people at, you know, at home, we kind of, we let a lot of people come and take points off of us. And it was seen that it was, Orlando was an easy place to go and take points away from take us. Right. Away. And now, now it's not the case. Now these teams come in, they, they struggle to take points away from us, you know, and we're got the best away record in a league. So not only that, but we're going to other places and taking points away from them. I think that's the thing with Nashville. Don't underestimate, you know, our waveform this season. It's been incredible. So, and Nashville don't score a lot of goals right now. No. Um, so there's every reason we could go and steal a win there. I, I think overall, Luis, it's, it's for me been the best MLS season I've ever seen. Me too. Like in the USL era, we won both <laughs> the cup and the league. So that, that is the best thing. Yeah, you can't argue that, right? And I don't think that's. I think we'd be amazing if that ever <laughs> happened in MLS. Um, I would settle for either or, right? You know, I'd happily um, settle for the uh, supporter shield or the MLS Cup. But this season, I believe we have as good a chance as anybody. I I didn't, you know, earlier in the season. I'm sure we can clip the pod of me being like, "There's no way we'll win MLS Cup." Now there's genuinely no, yeah. now I genuinely believe there is a chance because yes. we are a good cup team. Like never forget that. Oscar, that's why we won open cup. That's why we did so well at MLS. MLS is back. back. Like right Oscar now. knows how to do a cup run. And so if we were in hot form going into this and with the home playoff games, everything is there. A team is you know fully fit. We get Antonio back, everybody's yeah. available. Like exactly. It's we, all we lining can... up. <laughs> It's all lining up. I you know I'm Miami thinking. probably won't make it. <laughs> well, it's all not. it's all lining up to be, you know, our story. So I think Cincy are gonna drop, you know, I I, I think they're the kind of team that has a bad game in them for sure. Like they were yeah, consistent, sure. but they they'll slip up. 
Um, so I think we have a good a shot as anybody. The teams in the West don't scare me. Really. I think it's no. about which Eastern teams go into the playoffs hot. Honestly. Yeah, and then and then you're and talking about us, we have a good chance as anyone. Nashville that comes with uh, some players that are you know probably they're not starters that are going to start against Orlando. And New and England's then, an interesting one because like they sh they're doing well despite losing their coach and everything that happened. Which yeah, they're doing yeah, they're doing yeah, they're doing well but they have a really tough schedule coming up. And uh, oh my I God, also their schedule is horrific. Like they have to play and, all the best teams in the East pretty much. Yeah. And then I also know for a fact uh, rumors from Argentina and from some of the other countries that the, that that New England team is gonna like you're probably not gonna see New England hitting playoffs next year. Like it's all gonna go. And they don't have the squad, Luis. They've got yeah. like a group of older players that are veterans of MLS, and then a bunch of young guys. So once they have to start playing only all their young guys, like they're not. Yeah. They're, they yeah. don't have the depth like we do. So this run of tough games, they're definitely gonna drop some points. And then Toronto is, uh, I mean, to be honest, it's a joke of a team right now. And uh, with all the, did you see the insignia when he told a fan? He's like, yeah. Hey. I mean, I can imagine. <laughs> the fuck you, fuck you, man, fuck you. He did the that one, the, the Italian. The fuck you, man. I know. Uh, uh, Shago del gol eight. Hay que rescatar a la pantera de New England. Yeah, I agree. Gustavo Bow, come over here. Ven aquí. So anyone who's not aware, New England play Columbus tomorrow night at home. Then obviously they play us on Saturday. Then next the Saturday. Following on the 14th, yeah. they play Nashville. Exactly. And the following Saturday, they play Philly as the final game of the season. So they've, you know, that's a rough run. It is a rough run. It is a rough run. And, hey, you know, Orlando has right now the team that is, there's a lot of players going to be available. Um, fresher, fresher legs. AC is going to be back. Um, you know, we have a Dagger Dan that's outperforming everyone in that position right now. Uh, a Facutor is playing like a true DP. And honestly, we have a, a a coaching team that, you know, it's literally like making them look how locked in they all look. Like it's it's scary, man. I mean, you know, so now this raises a question, right? So none of them, all the contracts are up around, I think, 10 to, 10 to 11 players in the squad. Plus, well, the coaches are tied to Oscar. So, right. if Oscar renews, he'll renew all his right. his coaches. And it's more the GM, like Luis, also Luzi and Ricardo Pereira. Moreira. Moreira. Sorry, I almost said Pereira. I'm wrong. Ricardo Moreira. So, who's our, I want to say, the chief scout? I thought it's not officially his the technical director, I believe this is his, his technical role. Um, but those guys. Or technically, Luis is Oscar's boss, right? So it's a trickle-down yeah. effect. Yeah, and I believe that also Luis's contract and Ricardo's contract that are up as well. So, I mean, you have to understand. I mean, if right now we're talking about October 2nd and there's really no word, right? 
um they're going to go for they're going to go for winning the cup i know for a fact and that's that's what they that's what i mean you're talking about the last press conference they asked that question three times so i saw the uh wilfs were in the owner's box on saturday right. for the montreal right. game um all of them were there most of the uh -huh. family so uh, and also, I know their representative who uh, works for them on the board was down uh, as well. So, if they're in town, it might be, you know, obviously they come to see the team, but they also might be making, you know, negotiations. So, I don't know. Historically, Luis, we've always waited till the end of the season. Maybe that's just yeah. the way they want to do it. Maybe Oscar's fine with that. Maybe he's just like, that's the way we've done it here before. I want to concentrate on the season now. I don't think Oscar has a desire to leave. I'm just hoping that they made it clear to him that he's going to get his contract renewed and he's not questioning whether that's going to be the case or not. Because, like we said, we want him here next season. Yeah, and then and then the club is now putting the quotes of the questions that he was asked about his renewal on the quote sheet. Oh, really? Because uh, people are asking all the time now at the press conference. There were last press conference. I'm going to say it, and you're not going to get it from any other pot. I'm just letting you know the inside scoop, my friend. The inside. So, Luis, explain that to people who don't know that. Um, so. How that so, works with questions. So after the game, there's a press press conference. And uh, you guys can see the footage is in our YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, you have the coach that talks first, uh, Co Coach Pareja, and then you go and you, you have the player's availability. They're able to talk to you and you can ask them questions. Obviously, you want to ask them questions about the game and what's going on, right? Uh, and uh, that's usually what happens, you know. In, this, in, in the last game, it was Oscar, Wilder, and Dagger Dan. So... Oscar came and talked, and then I think Alonzo and a couple of other people within the, the press box, they asked about his renewal. Obviously, some of them in Spanish, too. You know, hey, you know, what's going on with your renewal? And then he's like, you know, literally, I'm going to say, I am, and you can see it in my Twitter. It's right there verbatim. It's like, I'm not thinking about that right now. Like, I, I all I want and all the what the players are thinking of is Nashville. Like I am, like I am. You know what, what's going to happen next? I have, I have. I'm here to do a job, and I want to win. That's I, that, that, that's that's what that's what Oscar's saying. I hope, Luis, that like I think that's healthy from our perspective of like just focusing on this season and what they're doing and the project and and everything, getting the players to focus on that. Um, and I think that he had that mentality because you would feel like, okay, I'm going to talk to them later, but he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't feel like it's a, a question, right? I don't, I think he feels comfortable with the fact that it will be dealt with and he's not anxious to deal with it. So to me, that says that if he's comfortable to wait, then he knows that the contract will come at the end of the year. And he doesn't seem to be concerned by that. That's the way I read it. How would you read that? Yeah, I mean, I like just maybe feel we're like, panicking, but Oscar knows that they yeah, can renew him I regardless. Mean, I have a feeling that he's just going for that MLS Cup. I think everyone backstage, everyone, every single player in the team, it's saying, hey, we're second. We're playing the best soccer right now. We're going for the Cup. 
Like you, you could you ask Facundo, you ask any of the guys, they're going for the they're a little locked in. And I feel like he doesn't want to and it's kind of understand. distraction. Exactly, because it is distracting. And 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 that's one of the reasons why I didn't ask that question. I I really and again I'm I'm going against my own credo of journalism, but I, I'm I am also in a way, you know, I I want them to do great, you know, and, and I don't want to, you know, whatever the front office decision is, is their decision in the end. But I I do believe that I don't want to change that mood that they're in. They're locked in. Yeah. They're ready to I, go. They feel I like agree. they could win it. I mean, the sentiment for what I've seen backstage is that they feel like they could win this. And I think, Luis, it's it's sort of like everybody has that same question, right? Like you're the journalist, but I'm sure everybody, that's why it's on the sheet, because everybody's wondering that. But also, I think everybody understands that they're not going to get an answer right now. You could keep asking that question all the time. Yeah, and like you gonna, said, the club is going to say, answer, we'll talk about that later. We're focusing on the season. And in some ways, like it, you would become the guy who just kept asking the question you're not going to get an answer to. Uh, and, and, and not only that, and, and again, I'm going to say this, and I because I've I've seen it, I've seen other little. No one knows, <laughs> but the Wolves and Oscar, if anything, all right. Whoever's saying that they know what the inside scoop that they know what they what they ate this morning, they don't know. They're lying to you. Because they're very and, and I and I in a way I understand why they're doing this. They don't want to make a big deal over this because they don't want the distraction because they're they are all locked in front office communications, Oscar and the players into this this next three games plus the playoff run that they know they can win because everyone's gonna be healthy. And and they don't want no Josh Mo. Oh, are you leaving? You know, like you're like a Debbie, you're like pinching their balloon, you know, and they don't they don't want that. So I mean, I think that's 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 what I know about this situation. They really, you know, um, and I, I would say, you know, what he said exactly is we're not thinking about that whatsoever. We are all in on the next Orlando City games coming up. We are not thinking about the contract renewal. We're not thinking about that. Whatsoever. So it is what it is, right? It is what it is, right? Let's read some comments real quick. It says, uh, let's see. Well, he's old, bro, like for Junior Urso. Thank you, Omar. Victor Sanchez, one more home game before MLS playoffs. I know, against New England. I think uh, that game needs to be packed. I think the wall has been amazing. It was nice to see the stadium nice and full before. Like the beginning of the Montreal game, the pregame buildup. It was pretty full, which is rare to see. So I think the attendance for this last home game and going into playoffs should be hopefully the highest of the year. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's I mean, look, guys, it's it's the best. So it's just what John said. It's the best soccer Orlando has played in the MLS. I mean, I'm talking about I used to be a season pass holder. I'm a Society 21 member. I don't know if my name's still there <laughs> from back in the day. Maybe. I don't know. But... I know for a fact that, um, I mean, the best soccer they've ever played in the MLS. And if, let's say, Orlando 
ties against Nashville, okay, let's say, okay, well, we didn't get the W. We, we tie, and then we beat New England. We're going to be second. We're going to be, we're going to be second, guys. Now, we lose the next three games, then, you know, then we're talking about a, another thing. But I highly doubt that's going to happen because uh, Toronto, it's it's a chicken without its head. I mean, right now, I mean, uh, Toronto is worse in worse shape than Montreal right now. So, I mean, that's a W right there for us. And then I believe New England. I believe in the 12th man. And the 12th man is, is you. You that are listening to this show and you that are watching this, you are the 12th man. And I'm I'm telling you, as a as a journalist, like I am super proud of saying that's my fan base. Like, like this is what Orlando's about. The soccer capital of Florida. Like we are the soccer capital of Florida. Never forget that. Like, I mean, that 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 be, and I'm gonna say it kind of made me a little, you know, a little little little, little sobby watching that Iron Lion Firm video that they made. I don't know if you saw the Iron Lion Firm. I commend everybody to go see the Iron Lion Firm video that they made about how the Bill Not Bought you oh, know, it's video. It's really, really good. It was powerful. Like, I mean, from the very beginning, the first Orlando City team, USL championships, you know, going to MLS, and then all the stuff that they – and I mean, and then you see them making that huge, beautiful TIFO they made in the last game against Miami. Like, I mean, I'm telling you guys, like, that was – that's our culture right there, man. Like, that's what we've been brewing since 2015 here in the MLS. And now, finally, people are, you know, it took, like, what? <laughs> Almost 10 years for people to actually see that Orlando is actually a soccer-driven culture uh, in uh, for, for, for the sport. I think that's fantastic. I think we're making huge strides. Um, Sitch Taylor, Orlando City Soccer Club, Liz Wind is Wednesday. Let's get one more home game, one more away game. We can go to the playoffs and get the cup. My predictions at Nashville, uh, win or tie. Nashville has been out of form since the League's Cup. Only one win, but we tend to struggle against their play style. I agree with you, Anthony. New England, uh, win or tie. Uh, New England's inconsistent, and Toronto is a W. There you go. If we get three Ws, <laughs> man, we're going to be like, you know, like, you know. If OCSC does not renew puppy contract, who can be the next OCSC coach? Please, let's keep puppy, says Victor Sanchez. Well, we can talk about that later. And New England has such a hard schedule. I think we keep second, says Anthony Solis. And then uh, three more games. Let's do a DJ party dance. There you go. There you go. Let's do a DJ party, uh, John. Yeah, I'm gonna see if uh, Paul's is gonna be at the tailgate for the last game. I might go join her over there for uh, I might join for her New for England. Her. Yeah, I know. If you come early enough, so we should come come have a beer with us. There you go. Uh, it says, "Yo creo que estuvo con Oscar en Tijuana, la pantera Bo." Yeah, he was with Oscar in Tijuana. Uh, so Bo and Oscar know each other. He's a great striker, but I think he's getting a little older. I would prefer his younger brother, who is playing Argentina right now. That's just my opinion. I think he's uh, good. Les cambiamos ojera for Carles Hill. So they, so he, I think he's a New England supporter. So he's saying uh, we'll, we'll we'll swap uh, ojera for Carles Hill. I'm down. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, Tincha's good. Tincha's good. Uh, let's read some more comments here. So you. Uh, Oh yeah, there you go. Let's um you send me this tw this tweet, right, John? Right here. 
huh? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, there's a, a post about who's clinched Champions League spots. Um, and most of these teams above us in the East, uh, well, we're above them in the East, so therefore we would qualify before them if we finish seconds. There's two spots there, best in MLS after the above and best in MLS after the above and the MLS Cup champion. So if we don't win MLS Cup, more than likely we will be, if we finish second, one of those best in MLS um, slots because Miami already in, Nashville's already in, Philly's already in, Cincy's already in, Houston's already in, uh, Cincinnati already in, and Vancouver already in. So uh, it, it's looking very likely. I, I don't know entirely. I'd have to do so much, you know, scenario-based math to exactly confirm that we're going to be a championship team, Champions League team next year but it looks very likely louise i would say that as long as we can maintain sort of second or third um you know like new england potentially you know if they go up there they wouldn't be in that list but uh the other teams around us that could, could overtake are already kind of qualified um columbus is another one that potentially but there's multiple slots there so uh, i think it's it's very likely that we're going to have champions league play two years in a row, which is uh, something I didn't expect. Did you expect that? I was just happy we had Champions no, League. No, I, was, I mean, one of my... pitching myself that we are a Champions League club. Well, I think that's fantastic. And um, one of my goals, hopefully, for if, if we do make it, which I'm, I, I agree with you, uh, I think we're going to be one of those best in MLS after the above slots. One of my, one of my dreams is going overseas. To cover Orlando City, so maybe I get to go to El Salvador. Maybe we get a uh, Honduras, and I'll go and eat some, uh, you know, some Honduran food. You I, know, I'd love to go watch like a game in Trinidad or Jamaica exactly or in Trinidad. That that's really right, cool. in Jamaica especially. I love reggae music. So imagine, yeah, I right? love a, a an island away game. I love to go to Mexico. Quite happy. Or Mexico to too. Yeah, I, yeah I, that, I didn't that, go that, this year. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't go to. I didn't go to Tigres. I had friends who did go, um, but I, w- I would love to go uh, to a game out, out there. Yeah, and then when and when it comes to how how important it is for us to, I think our next step would be doing really good in this Champions League tournament, right? At this point now, uh, with this form, you know, you always want to aspire to do a little better than than the year before. So, um, I think we have a. A good chance. We're gonna I mean, good. if we'd have had the form we have now playing Tigres, like we played them early season where we just weren't the same team that we are now, right? So uh, we managed to, you know, we only got, didn't go through on away goals rule. So I think if we played them now, we'd give them a run for their money and potentially go, go through them if the Champions League wasn't, you know. It's, it's funny to me. Someone said that the Champions League is suited for the – the ML, sorry for the uh, League Amicus teams and the League's Cup is now suited for the MLS teams just because of the way that it falls in the season. Um, like both tournaments are respectively halfway through each MLS and Amicus uh, season. So I, I think that it will be another great year of Champions League, but it's always a challenge because it's so early in the season. You've got to be, you know, start really, really hot and on form. To do well in the Champions League, and then you know the team today they were on training, training mode. 
Well, let me put it in, uh, turn off the, the volume here. You see Luca there, right there, fit, right? Well, he's going to be important, too, in that playoff run right there. Uh, Luca Petrasso had a f phenomenal beginning of the season, couple games, right? Um, very solid. So they uh, they were today at Osola Heritage Park uh, to take their trip to Nashville on Wednesday, October 4th, right? They're going to take on Nashville and Geodis Park. So um, you could see there, you know, the boys right there, Felipe, Dagger Dan, that's your boy right there doing a the little little stretch, little yoga right there. Look, look, look who's, look who's uh, training, Antonio Carlos. There you go. Look at that. Is that a Kyle? Yeah, yeah, that's Kyle. Yeah. Kyle is taking it all in. Look at Pedro right there. Boom. Well, so, you know, they're, 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 they look very locked in, you know, Mason, right? Mason, um, and yeah, you had a couple. You, you you got a couple of OCB players training with them too. Go ahead, um, John. I was gonna say, do we want to? Um, what what do you want to do next? Want to talk about OCB? You want to talk about Pride? They're about to kick off in fifteen minutes, or do we want to uh, do the lineups? Yeah, yeah, we'll do the lineup, and then we'll talk about OCB real quick. Um, right, cool. I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. Um, so let's do the lineup uh, real quick. Um, so for the game against Nashville, uh, we're looking at um, the lineup for Orlando City. Um, I think, I think it's, it's potential be... some rotation here. You think? I don't so? know if Oscar will. He might be in the mentality of I'm just going to keep playing my best team. You know, because we will have a break. Like it's yeah. like what, like two weeks break when yeah, we end. Know this run before playoffs so it's not like we have to go straight into playoffs no i agree and and, and i feel like he's gonna give time to ac to heal fully he's gonna rush him because he he knows he's gonna need him in the playoffs so um i, I believe that he's maybe gonna have some minutes against nashville hopefully but um i think we're, we're still gonna see rodrigo and and, and robin so you're talking about yeah. um, you're talking about Pe Pedro, right? Galese, right? Galese, obviously, he's going to be our our starter. Um, and then, uh, which, by the way, uh, I do have to say, the game against uh, mm -hmm. so Peru, right? Uh, Peru versus Chile. Uh, so, so Peru plays October twelfth against Chile. So that means that uh, wins the game for Orlando against um, against the New England. I just want to make sure he's going to be there. Uh, on the uh, we play the before that we play this Saturday. Yeah, so you play the seventh. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so so yeah, we, so we he, actually don't a, have a game that fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he's break. So he's that's great. That's great. Okay, so he's not going to miss no games for Orlando City. That's and fantastic. then the final game is the twenty first. The twenty first following Saturday. Yeah, is decision and, day. Yeah, and then and then he'll he'll be back by then. Way way back by then. So. Galese, um, they'll be, um, and then I will say Dagger Dan, right? You agree with that? Dagger Dan? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and Santos. And Santos. I think Oscar's going to continue to play the same lineup. Yes. Uh, the thing that concerns me is like 
Doug Jansen and Mauricio, like guys that might need some rest. You yeah. Know? I think continuously starting them is, is risky, or maybe we'll see a scenario where he brings them off like the halftime. Like maybe right. and, and I believe, halftime and right, tired and, or right. And I believe that in order to do that, you have to be up one or two goals up. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's the way he looks at it is I would say let's rotate the starting lineup. I think Oscar's thing is I don't want to rotate the starting lineup. I'll just make subs earlier in the game. Exactly. You know, or I'll uh, – I think it depends. You know, does he want his best team out for Nashville? In which case you would rotate. You know, Sorry, you wouldn't rotate. If you want your best team he out may, for New England, he, then you would I rotate. Think he may, I, th- I think he may – in my opinion, maybe give some guys uh, a little rest against Nashville because I could see like an Ojeda start, right? It I could happen, see, or I could see. Um, maybe I don't Faku, think. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't think he's gonna get the double pivot, um, a rest, but um, especially against Nashville. Um, I think it's player by player basis too, right? Like yeah. I think some of our players, like Angulo, can go every game, and I'm right. not worried like about that. Like Dagger Down, I think is fine, and even Santos, I think, I think most of our players are fine to play three games in a week. I think right. that you just have to sub them off earlier, maybe in one of these games, and maybe you know, in this game, careful. Maybe maybe in this game, we will see Angulo taking a rest, and then maybe see Ramiro. Yeah, I mean, I could see Ojeda coming in for Baku even, like if he was going to be really. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think he's moving Baku out of there. No, I think, I think he'll just start the same eleven. Honestly, yeah. I think he will do the exact same eleven again, and maybe would see subs earlier for winning. Yeah, you know? I, I I agree on that. I mean, I think this is going to be yeah. I think what I've learned from Oscar this year is. If we won the last game, he just wants to repeat that lineup. Yeah. It, it seems to be the trend. So this will be now. The... I think we have the depth to, you know, to start some other guys for sure. Right. And still get right. away with it. Right. For example, I don't think he will. So let's say, let's say Orlando's up 2 0. From I mean, 2 0 to half, you take off back. Yeah. Yeah. You take off back you put Ojeda there. You, you take Angulo. You put, Go, you put Gonzalez. Yep. Just because I would take Jensen out, put Thomas Williams or something, you know? We we can't lose Jensen. That's the one that worries me the yeah, most. Yeah, Jensen, Jensen was injured know. then. Injured or, or yellow car accumulation too. You know what I mean? I, I've got to go look it up. I thought he was, you know, he didn't get one in the Montreal game, right? Thankfully, but I believe he's like one away. And I was also wondering, does that reset before playoffs? I think so. Hmm. Do you know about that one, Luis? No, yeah, yeah. When it hits playoffs, it resets. Okay. So it really resets. we just we just gotta see Jansen not not get injured and not get a yellow. Like he could get a yellow in the New England game and not have to play Toronto. We'd probably be fine without yeah. him for Toronto, right? But if he gets a yellow in the Nashville game and AC isn't back, there's a there's a 
<laughs> you, know, I, you know I've been worried about this, Louise. You know I've been worried about that game when we don't have Yance and we don't have Antonio. We're playing Schlegel and you imagine we have name, Abdus- unnamed person. Or, or we have Abdi Salim and, and Nabil Kibagunchi. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like OCB, OCB boys, but I don't want to see a starting lineup that has Schlegel and an OCB center back. I'm sorry. It doesn't fill me with confidence. So... <laughs> Jansen, we need you, and AC, we need you. So, you know, those are the two that I want to be fit and ready for playoffs because the double pivot is key, but those two have such a great relationship when they're both healthy and in that back line, it just makes us even more defensively solid. I agree, I agree. So let's read some comments. Uh, Long live Orlando City, says Mateo Tirado Rojas, and today we are UTC, okay? Victor Sanchez. Western Conference standings is a joke. Eastern Conference standings kicking ass. There you go. Uh, we want to see uh, three more games. Let's do the Apache jump on it and dance for DJ for game. There you go. Thank you, Sage. Gre- greetings to Buena Tarde. Thank you, Mateo Tirado. Three more games. Let's do a DJ dance. There you go. Uh, so if, if we win the next three games and we go to the playoffs, do, do you wanna, what was the craziest thing you'll do if we win the cup, uh, John? I think, I think I'll get a tattoo. Like yeah. a back tattoo? No, no, like very small. <laughs> no, like, not like, <laughs> a, yeah, no. I'm not getting I'm like awesome. a tender lion on my back. Like or, a... <laughs> no, I'll just get like a little something somewhere to mark the occasion. Like Kingston? Uh, maybe like the lion or something, or like, like the, the old like logo, the date or the cup or the score or something. I don't know. You can get you can get this right here. Look, maybe I'll just get Dagger Dan. Maybe I'll put DDT on my my arm. Look or at something. that. The, the, the you can get the old logo. The old logo is classic, but I don't really like it. Who drew the old logo? I <laughs> uh, I can tell you, it was a, a small marketing company. We didn't even have a marketing department. We outsourced that logo. Yeah, I have the magnet still. Oh yeah, yeah, it's in my fridge. It's classic, yeah. classic. But yeah. yeah, I'll probably do something. I don't know. Gotta do, gotta do something to mark the occasion. Yeah, so maybe I'll um, spray paint my car purple again, like I did with, <laughs> with my old one. Galese up top. Then you got Dagger Den, Rodrigo Schlegel, Robin Jensen, and Rafael Santos. Uh, the double pivot: Cesar, uh, Cesar Araujo and Wilder Cartagena, right there. And then right as your 10, Mauricio Pereira. Uh, as a left wing, you have Ivan Angulo. Right wing, Facundo Torres. And right up top, the Helen of the Heartland. Uh, and hopefully he gets to score. Hey, man. His upcoming we didn't game. talk about that, but Big Dunk is back. Big Dunk is back. Big Dunk. He's got he went, one goal and he got an assist. You know, he's Dunk yeah. is back. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for him. I mean, what a, what a performance and what a year he's had. I mean, fantastic. I mean, this is in his year, and uh, people are already saying, "Hey, you know, he's going to leave Orlando for something better." I mean, I, I don't think we we we'll probably will have him one more season just like Daryl. We did Daryl DK. Did I show you the jersey that I got for for Steph, which does dagger no. dunk on the back? So she wanted a jersey with both of them because she loves. Both oh, them. really? Dagger so, dunk? Yeah. So she, got, <laughs> I got, I got dagger dunk, and then it's number thirty six because uh, it's. 13 plus 23, both their numbers. <laughs> so, kind of, I was like the weirdest thing to put two That's players funny. on the back of the same jersey. But uh, Ma- hey, kind of maybe fun. she should take a picture of both of them. I mean, 
They're, yeah. they're my faves and they're obviously her faves as well yeah. but uh they're i think they're also friends i can see them you know chatting and yeah. stuff and hanging out I, it's great to see guys like dagger and duncan and and some of the other new guys just come in and, and now be such a part of that team and the squad you know i feel like they're such a um like a little their camaraderie in the squad you can see it in all the videos yeah. and the celebrations and the goals and they, they're they're really good friends and that's that's vital. Oscar's created that unity. Yeah, and then they're all, you know, that's one thing I asked Dagger also on the post-press conference. I said, hey, how do you do it, man? Because, look, you, you're you from Iceland. You got then Rafael from Brazil, <laughs> you know, and then you have, uh, you know, uh, you have to speak English with, with, with Wilder. I mean, how do you guys do it, you know? how do, He's like, you know, with, with some of the players, he already knows plays by memory. But with with uh, he speaks a little bit of Spanish, he said he had to learn. He, he was taking Spanish lessons and he knows like how to say right or left or pass, go, run, like certain words that are have been able to to help him uh, get along with everybody pretty well. So he moved yeah. to Florida. He thought I can already speak English. I'm good. He didn't realize he had to learn Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you should have seen them with, uh, they were playing the Latin music because it was, you know, Latin heritage, um, you know, day. And uh, they were playing all, and he was like, you know, you could tell that the whole squad was dancing in the in the locker room. And, I want to say shout out to the club on a, a great Hispanic heritage night. I feel like, yeah. you know, it was, it was the best they've ever done. Everybody yes. was loving the mariachi band. And, the best know, the, national anthem I've right heard. and the questions beforehand with pedro and, and wilder and just really nice uh you know it's such a huge part of our fan base right Luis? like it's it's probably i would say almost half of our fan base this is fat they forgot it's, uh... it's up there so i think it's great to acknowledge and i think everybody was it's hard to find something that's universal right but uh yeah. The mariachi band is something that spreads across it. You wanna it. you wanna know some about the mariachi band? You tell me. Inside scoop. They are the mariachi band from Epcot. Oh well, that's not inside scoop. We all know that. They announced you that. knew that. I didn't yeah, know that. They announced that. Know. Also, everybody knows. I that. didn't know. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Really? I was that's like, why yeah, they're so know. good. Mm -hmm. they, they were so super good in Mexico. Yeah. And then um, uh, also Pedro, come on, man! You know when they ask him what well, what exotic thing about Peru, they didn't say that in the Andes they guinea pig. He said ceviche though. Uh, I bet the yeah, ceviche yeah, yeah, in Peru yeah. Is, that's right. Really that's right. But I mean, I never eaten guinea pig. I'll be honest with you. I love guinea pigs, like it, you know. But there's people in the mountains that they eat guinea pig, man. Uh, you know. Oh, there you go. Little weird thing right there. But anyways. Uh, Let's uh, talk about some OCB real quick. Um, you know, oh, obviously uh, that's uh, well. It didn't go. It didn't go their way. They bow out out of the twenty twenty three MLS Next Pro Playoffs with a loss uh, against Columbus. So, how do you see this game? Um, you know, John, because the first half we were in it. The second half. Oh, what happened? Uh, it's not like we took off Jack Lynn and put, you know, um, 
Rivera up top, and he kind of seemed all on his own. We were getting attacks in the second half, and he was just completely on his own. It didn't seem like we had much of an attack in the second half, and then the last sort of like 15, 20 minutes, it sadly just kind of all fell apart. We ended up with, you know, I don't want to brag on, on the boys. They're, you know, they're young and, and inexperienced, but it really felt like they, you know, uh, it was young heads and they sort of lost it a little bit. Um, Juninho gave away two penalties in one game, um, which that alone is uh, one penalty is unacceptable. How you go and do it again, I don't know. Um, well, in you know, Otero made he came up for the corner, I guess, and decided to stay up and made uh, the worst challenge I've ever seen from a keeper up the field on a second yellow and got sent off. You know, there was a strap, um, and uh, who was it got sent off during the, the fight? Well, it wasn't really a fight. It was, you know, a push, a shoving match, and we got a player sent off. I think it was um, Akuna. Uh, it just all sort of fell apart, and it was a shame because they weren't that much better than us. We just sort of, I don't know, Luis. We let, we let them have it. Um, but that was just one game in, in a very successful year for OCB, so... We're looking at the overall year for them, you know, I think probably their best year ever, right? I don't I agree. I don't it's, it's a, no, it's the best. It's, it's their best. It's their best year. Finishing as high, you know, Jacqueline winning Golden Boot. Like, we scored so many goals. I think defensively this year, you know, big problems. I think that's, that needs to be worked on. But attacking-wise, they played some great soccer. There's a lot of thrilling games this year, you know. Um and uh, it's a shame we couldn't get that because if we'd have won that game, we would have potentially had a home playoff game afterwards. Uh, yeah, and I was, I was, I was to, waiting for that. Yeah, I was hoping to be able to go support the boys in a playoff game. So, But, hey, they made the playoffs, something that OCB didn't do a lot before. I think they made them once before, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and just overall, a, a big improvement. So, you know, shout out to, to Martin Perlman for his, his excellent work in developing these players, I think now, Luis, I just want to see them. I want to see some of these guys in the Orlando City squad next year, like actually in the squad, not not like named on the squad and never playing. Like I want to see more minutes for guys like Rivera, and I want to see more minutes for Shaq Mohammed, like we signed, you know, in the draft and hasn't played any OCB minutes. I mean, sorry, any Orlando City minutes, but looks like a good player for OCB. You know, Solis, for example, or Juninho. Yeah, not a great performance from him. But again, and earlier in the season, he had some good performances. And Otero is coming on. Like, yes, it was a mistake of a game. Um, but overall, these guys have shown improvement throughout the season and development. And uh, and the next step is for some of them to to become real parts. Like, we're talking about, you know, Rivera was on the TIFO for Miami, right? The supporters see him as somebody who's potentially of the future, right? Loyola, the same way. So... I think Oscar hopefully will will be encouraged by their development this year and be looking at some of these guys to bring in next season for the for the first team. Like Jacqueline, arguably, what else you got to do at next pro to be considered to actually be a you know a part of the like the first team? He's in the first team, but he's not in the first team. You know, exactly. He's still on the periphery. Uh, I think. Like the Miami game was a perfect example. He could have come on. He could have come on against Montreal, Luis, right? With 3 0 up. Jack Lynn. That's, that's the perfect time to bring Jack Lynn on. Try and see if he can get a goal in, in 
for Orlando City. So overall, a great season for the boys. Just a shame I had to uh, go out like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's a lot of talent in OCB. Um, Otero should be a third uh, goalkeeper, in my opinion. Um, you know, um, I think Juninho has a lot of potential. And I, I will say this. I didn't see the penalty misses, but where I come from, if you miss two penalties. Well, no, he didn't miss two penalties. He gave away. Like, oh, he, he gave away two penalties. two penalties. Oh, yeah. so he can see. Oh, okay. All right, then. Yeah. With, like, uh, bad tackles that didn't need, like, from behind in the box. So like, he was know. he was being dominated, and he just was very yeah. frustrated. I just yeah. didn't know. But the thing is, he did it in the first half and gave away a penalty, and Notera bailed him out, and, you know, well – they, they scored off the rebound, but Otero managed to save it. And then he did it again in the second half, Chirinho. So it's just frustrating like that. It's like learn from your mistakes and making silly little errors that, you know, that it's going to happen with youth. You got to, they got to learn. And that's how you learn. That's right. By making uh, mistakes. Uh, the last thing we talk about was, is Pride, who should be kicking off any second against um, Angel City. Uh, as one of their remaining, I want to say, what three games, Luis? Yeah, is an important it's an important match uh, right now. Um, the lineups right now, as we are live right now, you're looking at uh, Morehouse right on top. Uh, Haley McCutcheon, that to me, she's a beast. She's been one of the best players in the team, yeah. in my opinion. Emily Madrill, you got Rafael Sosa, you got Kelly Strom right there. Uh, Michaela Clough and Jordi Listro. Jordi Listro with the start. That's interesting. She yeah, Jordi Listro with the start. And I think these three have been, this this four right here have been so important for Orlando. I mean, the thing. Adriana is different from the five right up front. Yeah. Like she, she's offering a different outlet of speed than the Messiah was kind of more of a big nine. Right. I agree. And not only that, but she's more versatile in the 1v1. She's able to definitely control the ball a little better. And, and then Watt, you bring Messiah off the bench, and she's exactly game changer. Exactly. And then Ali Wad's been fantastic on on the runs and the crosses. Um, uh, you know, now she's a, she started as a striker, you know, uh, when, when she first came into the team. But she's found her place. Same with Julie Doyle. She started as a striker, and then now she's a left wing, um, you know, left winger. So I mean, and what can you say about Marta? You know, best in the world. You know, right? So I mean, this team has a lot of potential. And then the bench, you have you know people like you know, um, you know, you have um, Summer. You have I mean, you have you have so many players that are available right now. So I have I mean, and then they have you know Seb Hines there too. You know. Great coach. So I think things are looking bright for the Pride. So hopefully they're able to make that last push. And yeah, I mean, this, this Angel City team. This Angel City team, if you if you go by, you know, um, the NWSL table in, in form for the last five games, Pride are in third and Angel City are in second. So um, it's, it's two informed teams right now. They're, they're below us in the playoff standings. And we're right on the edge of that playoff Um Really, we got 25 points, yeah. you know, three for a win, and you're you're up there on enough points in the playoffs. So, yeah, it'll be great if Orlando wins by three goals. Yeah, that would because, be nice. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because they'll go difference will 
we'll yeah. put them right above Houston right away. I mean, know? they've got the Pride have got this game, um, and then they've got two more games after this, another away game on Friday against Racing Louisville, and then their last home game is on Sunday, October 15th, at home against the Houston Dash. So we all got to go to that last home game. If it comes down to the wire, Luis, where it's like win and you're in, mm-hmm. then that uh, that Houston Dash game on the October 15th could be a really, you know, integral sort of. And I would love to see it where all three of our teams make the playoffs. I don't know if that's ever happened before in Orlando City history. I don't think that in has. In our club history. I, I don't think it has either. I have to double check, but the Pride have made playoffs many times. OCB have not made playoffs many times. Um, so it would be a great year if they could go ahead and do that too. And it would it would be great for Seb because I think he deserves it. Yeah, it would be great for Seb. And also it will be, you know, a new beginning for, for Orlando Pride because, you know, there's uh, players that truly want to make uh, an impact for the team and build a culture. It's not just names, you know what I mean? Before it was just like names. Here's my press, my selfie, you know, my, you know, uh, it was all about them. I think you could see now they are actually having a style of play and they, and they have a system of play. So I'm, I'm happy for the pride. I'm happy to see that there are definitely a, uh, striving high and hopefully they're able to win this game against angel city we'll be monitoring closely and you know hopefully we're able to everyone come on come in everyone to go and see the pride if you know the last home guy you know last home game too you know because uh, it's going to be important for them to support uh right john for sure i mean they they need the they need the love out there i mean they they feed off the crowd, and, and so I think if we got a big attendance on the uh, integral game like that, it would really help them have that extra push, something that is not always there, right? We talk about the 12th man for Orlando City and how much that makes an impact. It makes a difference to the pride when they get, you know, four or 5,000 instead of two or 3,000. Of course. I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Uh, so hopefully everything um... – Goes well for them in, in this game uh, that's coming up. So anything else you want to add, John, before we go? I appreciate everyone that's been uh, watching the watching us live. And also, if you're listening to us, thank you so much for the, for, for being uh, here listening to us. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media accounts. We're available on Facebook as Latin Pride Orlando, Twitter at LPL Podcast, and also on Instagram as LPL underscore podcast, and YouTube as Latin Pride Orlando. Click on the on the notification bell to subscribe and to get all the notifications. Uh, John, anything you want to add? No, just uh, I think probably we, we haven't discussed it, but most likely we'll do a Thursday or a Friday yeah. night. Thursday, Thursday. As well. Yeah, we have. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll announce double it. Double game week. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for Nashville. I'm going to see. You know, it's always interesting when we go there. So hopefully we get three points there, and then uh, we're looking. Really good against New England for Saturday. That's right. That's right. So I want to uh, tell everyone to keep supporting us. We're pretty close, uh, you know, 657 subscribers. So that's fantastic. Click on the notification bell. Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, vamos Orlando and uh, also Vamos Pride. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, see you guys uh, in a couple of days. Have a wonderful night. See you guys.
Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando!